Hey, yo, you're listening to Edge Coach Quip, featuring our very own edge coaches and community, dropping knowledge nuggets to fuel your day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 106 of Coach Quip. I am Coach Chris. I'm Coach Robin, and today we're talking about cadence. Bop, 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 bop. That's going to come up a lot today. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever bopped before. So. It felt good, didn't I? <laughs> I get it. I, I understand it. Um, you'll understand it shortly as well. Today we're focusing on one aspect of good running form, which is our cadence. I kind of love that we're doing this one right after episode 105, which you should go back and listen to if you haven't already. This is like our efficiency pack, right? Last episode was all about run form cues head to toe. One of them that we brought up a little bit was cadence. And now we're diving deep into what I think is our biggest lever that we can pull into our run efficiency, which is indeed cadence reps. All yeah. of the bop bops. So what is cadence? Uh, cadence, also known as your stride rate, is the number of times that you take a, a step per minute. So it would be the number of times that your feet are turning over. Uh, and we also talk about this when we are cycling. So I'm very familiar with talking about cycling cadence, and it's just that leg turnover. Obviously, the faster you turn your legs over, the more speed that you will likely have. And cadence can vary depending on our paces, depending on what we're running and the intention of our run. It can also be called different things, right? So we hear cadence, we hear strides per minute, we hear steps per minute, we hear uh, bop bops, we hear sometimes CAD, or we can say RPM, right? So mm -hmm. anytime you hear one of those things and we're referencing numbers, we'll probably use them all interchangeably today. Um, they all refer to cadence. It's all the same thing. Wait, what did you just say with the C? CAD. That's how that's how it is in cycling. A lot of times they'll put cadence, oh, which is for just, cadence. yeah, it's it. for cadence. But yeah, people will look at it and say, "What is this?" Yeah. Yeah. Good. We'll let you learn along with me in this episode. <laughs> uh, what influences cadence, right? So this is like, well, why why are my cadences so different than someone else's? It is personal on some level, right? It's influenced by a lot of things: your body composition, not only your height, but like how long is your leg, how long is your lever, um, your running style, the type of shoe you're wearing, the type of workout that you're doing like easier runs tend to have a lower cadence than a faster run because you it's okay to have a little bit of ground reaction or ground contact time um, while you're not having to generate as much force or like my husband is six one and change and my Kate I'm five five and a half with shorter legs obviously our cadences are about 20 strides per minute different well, and, you know, they can maybe become a little bit more similar, but at the end of the day, he's going to have a lot longer leg than me and a much lower cadence than me at, at all speeds. So, and in that scenario, he will have a faster cadence running with me. Mm -hmm. And I will sometimes have a slightly slower cadence running with him. So our cadences can be a little bit contagious with who we run with. Mm -hmm. Also why when we have people, especially if they're similar statures, run together over time, you can actually see those cadences become more approximate. So why do we want to think about cadence, right? Why, why is it so top of mind for so many um, run coaches and athletes? You know, monitoring and improving your cadence 
can have two really, really, really big purposes. One is reducing your chance of injury, right? A higher step rate usually means less vertical loading, so we're not slamming down as much from up above, and it's going to ease the impact on on everything, on your ankles and your hips and your back and your knees and, and, and really everything. Consider that every time you hit the ground, it's with two to three times your body weight on one leg. What? So if we reduce your um, the impact, that it has, of course, your rate of injury is going to be reduced as well. So optimized cadence is in your best interest to remain uninjured. And the second one, which everybody loves, is that it improves your speed. It is one of the best ways to increase speed naturally. You strike the ground more efficiently because you're using your midfoot, more likely, more so than at a slower cadence. It's going to translate into better, prettier form, better economy, and faster times with less effort. So you might actually even be able to go just as fast as before, but your heart rate is lower, right? And saving that breath. That's great. So now you know what cadence is and why it's important. In our bonus miles, we're gonna talk about a couple of ways that you can figure out your cadence and then some tweaks that you can use to help improve it. Stick around. All right, first up, how the heck do you check your cadence? Because I think that people get really tripped up on this. It's like, well, how am I gonna you know, count 180 steps a minute? But let's, let's break it down. Step one, you're gonna count your steps, right? Um, pick one leg, just one, don't try to count both, you're gonna go nuts. Count one leg and you're gonna count your foot strike for 30 seconds. I like to do it really easy when my watch would hit like a zero zero of any minute um, and then count it for that 30 seconds, one leg. Then you're gonna take that number and multiply it by four. That's your, that, that's your cadence, it's your strides or steps per minute or your cadence overall. Um, that is the magical number. So the example is, let's say I'm like counting that left foot, right? For 30 seconds, I get 42 left foot strikes in 30 seconds times by four. My strides per minute is 168 strides per minute. That's my current cadence. And why by four? Great question. Because you wanna times it by two because you have two legs and then you're gonna double it again for 60 seconds Perfect. to make it the minute. So that's why by four. All right, so that's step one, count your steps. Step two, step two do math. What? <laughs> so the counting of the steps, that's the part you're gonna to wanna to do when you're running, mm -hmm. right? The math, you're gonna to wanna to do it when you're not running because as we all know, simple math is very hard because that, that logic and numbers side of our brain is very much not working when we're doing a cardio activity. So. Rock this on your phone, et cetera, when you're not running. All right. So big asterisks on all of this is that I think somewhere in the early 2000s, we started hearing that 180 cadence was the holy grail. This is what everybody tried to hit. And for a while, people really dialed in on this. What we now know is that it's not a perfect number, right? And that it should just be something that's right for you to grow into. And it doesn't mean that I need to adjust to 180. You need to adjust to 180. We all know my husband Brian doesn't need to adjust to 180 because he's tall AF, right? So we want you to effectively switch up your run cadence um, so that you can grow it by two to 3% at a time. So if I'm at 168, as in my example, I would never wanna grow to 178 all at once. That would be too much. And you wanna maybe hold that two to 3% gain for just a couple weeks to find some flow, to let those natural efficiencies settle in, and then see if you need to adjust up again from there. We don't want to disrupt your natural running style. 
So big jumps are going to make you look and feel crazy. If I see you out on the 606 looking crazy, I'm going to be like, you did more than 3%, right? So let's go back to the example of 168 strides per minute, right? You hit 42 strides on one foot times four. You get back home. You're like, all right, 168. Let's, let's go there. Um, we're going to go with a 2.5% increase, right? So we're going to times it by 1.025, and we're going to get to 172 strides per minute. So that's a pretty gradual change, 168 to 172, and that is going to be your new goal. The way that you're gonna get it to make sense when you're running is divided by four, and so that you know how to translate it to just one leg. So 172 is our new target, divided by four, so that we count just that left leg for 30 seconds. It goes to 43. So do you see how simple that is? Mm -hmm. We counted it the first time at 42. Now we know, because we've done the math when we're not running, that we're gonna to need to go back to 43 the next time. And that's just one more step per side per 30 seconds. Yeah, and when you put it that way, it seems a lot more doable yep. than, than once we start numbers in the 100s and that sort of math. You know, it's not very complicated math, but it can seem overwhelming when you're trying to make a change uh, on your form. Yep. And so when you put it in that perspective, one additional step per 30 seconds, totally doable. And you had mentioned that we don't wanna disrupt the natural running form. You know, thinking about why would we even want to tackle cadence as, as an option, and it would be, you, you mentioned 180 was the target for a long time, but isn't the perfect number for people. Usually we find this because we see that the running form looks a little tweaky, right? Yeah. So like we can determine this in our run analysis, or if you feel like you are having a, long, a longer ground contact time and want to increase your cadence, that would be another reason to take this on. But again, if you are at 172 and it feels good and you are achieving some success, you might not have to go up to that 180 mark. And just want to re-emphasize that there is definitely more efficiency in a higher cadence, but there is a point of diminishing returns, yep. right? So we don't want to have the Flintstone legs where it just looks like a circle moving uh, because that's, that might be wasted energy. So I will say probably, I can count on one hand the amount of um, run form analyses I've done where someone's actually has too high of cadence. Mm -hmm. um, in all of those situations, that person was coming off of an injury and they were being extra hesitant and so they weren't extending far enough honestly behind their body and they were rocking like, you know, 190, 200, um, which was just wildly inefficient, very hesitant, and, and, and going to keep them very safe, but not really very powerful style of running. So we right. had to increase it in the other direction. So that does, it does exist. It's definitely not as common as having too low of a cadence um, or, or even having the correct cadence. But yes, to your point, it doesn't always need to go up. Yeah, and, and that's such a good visual of that high cadence would definitely mean that you'd have to have a more compact stride to get your feet to turn over. So there is some inefficiency in not getting that push off, not getting that extension. So, And, and same with uh, a slower cadence might mean that we are just spending too much time on the ground and still not taking a very long stride or putting the brakes on by extending too far in front of our bodies. So all of this again related to run form. Check the last episode for more information on that. But for now, back to our cadence. So now that you have this information about figuring out what your cadence is and doing the math on how to adjust your cadence, we want to make sure that we are checking our progress. 
All right, so checking your progress, we wanna make sure that we are counting our steps for those 30 seconds at the top of either every mile or at a zero, zero or 30 seconds on your watch just to make it easy, and then aiming for that new number. Uh, as we just mentioned, if you know, you're trying to increase by two to 3%, it's gonna be just probably one footfall extra per 30 seconds. So how do you do that? Well, one way would be to use a metronome. I've got mine here on my phone, so if you're watching us, you can see it. It's just super easy to use. You can scroll up or down depending on what you want your um, cadence to be. And then you're going to hit the play button and rock away. Obviously, on this one, you're aiming for every single footfall or arm drive to be matched up to one of these. I would do it for 30 to 60 seconds at a time because you will go crazy. Um, but it's a really great way to, to force an audible cue um, you know, into your stride rate to make sure that you are trying to um, match that bop, for lack of a better term. Yeah, and so have you ever used it at half of the number of beats to just sync up one that's side? A great, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's the only way that I can do it is to not make my brain explode. Yeah. That's just too much bopping for me. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Small doses. <laughs> so there are plenty of apps that you could get that are metronomes. Uh, a lot of them are probably free. And if you don't want to use that, you could also use your music. So having a playlist that has 180 beats per minute could help you sync up. Um, I feel like that one is maybe a little more natural. Like yeah. you, you aren't thinking about doing that. Your body just sort of hits that pacing. Uh, that one might not work for everyone depending on how into music you are. And if we're thinking about how to sew in last episode 105 on run form cues and cadence, what I would probably do is every time my watch beeps, if I have an, an auto lap at the mile, if my watch buzzes, I'm gonna take the cadence for 30 seconds, know my number, and then I'm gonna do a top down for the next 30 seconds. And then that way, every single mile, especially on that long run, when we see our ugliest running um, happening, we are going to take the inventory consistently to really dial in that efficiency. Yeah, and then the next thing that we're gonna to wanna to do is monitor the cadence versus different paces that we have. So when we do our run analysis that we talked about in our last episode at Edge, we, we do all of our different paces on our pace card, and we often see that there are different cadences at your easy pace versus your one mile pace. And that makes sense. You know, in order to move faster, we have to move our legs faster. It is as simple as that. It's a little more complicated than that, maybe, but also it is as simple as that. So we can expect to see our marathon pace and slower have lower cadences. And again, that's okay, but there might be some room for improvement in those, in those cadence paces to get our numbers up to make you more efficient in your running form. So we wanna monitor your tempo on your easy runs, on your long runs, on your speed workouts, your tempo. And this isn't something that you have to do every single run, but if you are working on improving your cadence, then that is something that you're gonna to wanna to check in on throughout the week for a two to three week period of time to try to get your body to adjust. And if you wanna get nerdy, use your data from your wearables, right? Mm -hmm. Garmin does a great job at this. I know Training Peaks tracks it, especially if you're doing intervals and you're hitting lap, you will be able to see what your cadence looks like when you're working versus running easier. And it's a really, really powerful, powerful um, affirmation of, of, of what's happening with your cadence. All right, one more thing. Pop quiz. What is closer to your ears, your arms or your legs? 
Yeah, your arms. Your arms. The correct answer is your arms. So all of that to say that if you are using something like a metronome or your um, playlist that has that you know your desired cadence in it, making sure that you are driving your arms to that beep instead of your legs to that beep is going to make it a little bit easier to hold, especially if you're using a slightly higher or slightly new cadence. It's just a little closer to your brain. And so you're not going to get as much of a delay for your foot to actually hit that ground. And you're going to be a lot more likely to hit the cadence appropriately. Remember, if you're tired, drive your elbows back. If you drive your elbows back to a beat, your legs have to follow. Yeah, and the tip would be to use one side of your body and think about one spot. So for me, it would be driving my elbow back on my right side, for example. Um, you don't want to think about two, you know, forward and back. You don't oh, want to think about now. both elbows. Really just choosing that one side, dialing in on that. Of course, if you're using one side of your body, it's going to be half of your cadence yep. number, right? And so thinking about that as you are trying to get that cadence to align to your goal. All right. A lot of talk about steps per minute. To recap, count your steps, right? We're going to rock one leg for 30 seconds and times it by four to get our actual cadence number. Next. Then you're going to do your math. So after you are done running and out of running brain, do your math of how you can improve that cadence. Uh, you're going to improve it by 2 to 3% at the most at any given time, and then figure out what that number is going backwards so that you can apply it to that 30-second block. Next up, check your progress. So as you are out there on the run, you can count your steps for 30 seconds on your watch, when your watch beeps. Use tools like a metronome, however you want to do so not go crazy, or using a playlist that has the correct cadence that you're targeting for to really create an environment where you are, where you're checking in on what you're trying to do. And then check your cadence at different paces. You want to make sure that you're checking your easy runs, your long runs, your speed, and your tempo workouts as well so that you know what your cadence is at a variety of paces, and then you can find the areas and the speeds at which you need to improve that cadence. All right. I really liked this efficiency pack of episode 105 and 106. Perfect timing in the season. I think so. I'm looking forward to hearing all of your stories about becoming more effective and efficient runners out there. And if we hear you using that metronome on a run, we're going to give you a thumbs up. Or if I hear you bop, 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 bop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have fun out there. Bop, bop. Next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Coach Quip, original music performed by Mend. Follow us online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Edge Athlete Lounge. Our podcast lives in the blog section of our website. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and you can check out the show notes for additional ways to contact us. Ready, set, onward we go.